In a world where all the movies are about superheroes, two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course, there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic. Are we recording? We're recording. Awesome. Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. We're back. We're back. Excited about this one. Me too. Yes, yes. Good fellas. Yes, one of my actually my favorite one of my favorite movies, but my number one gangster movie. Easy, right? Easy, like so many people are like, well, "What about the Godfather movies?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, you know, that's your choice. That's yours. Go for it." But right. this is a true gangster movie, like every sense of the word. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. And I, I just loved it. I really did. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite directors. Mm-hmm. So this is directed by Martin Scorsese, yes, 1990. Yep. The budget mm-hmm. was 25 million. Okay. And the U.S. gross was 46 million. Okay. So success. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing I wanted to tell you that Mm -hmm. I thought was kind of fun was that the F word and its derivatives Uh are used 321 times. Nice. About half of them are spoken by Joe Pesci. (laughs) (laughs) And the script only called for the word to be used 70 times. Uh Uh-huh. But much of the dialogue was improvised. Okay. Martin Scorsese would do these uh, rehearsals and he would just let them improvise. And then he would pick his favorites and he'd put that into the principal script. Okay. So that's how we get to 321. Nice. Very nice. Uh, I at least watch this, you know, once every couple of months. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, what's the it's, first line? For as long as I can remember. I've always wanted to be a gangster. Yep. <sighs> it's awesome. And then the scene where he's like 13 or 14 and he shows up at home and he's got like the suit on and the shoes and he's just like, Ma, check me out. You know, what do you think? And she's like, oh, my God, you look like a gangster. And I always hear this 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 voice in my head that goes, I know, isn't it great? Even though he doesn't really say that. You know what I mean? I think that he would want to say that. Like he's like. 14 you know what i mean like accomplished (laughs) he's like that's what i was going for like come on like oh yeah but yeah this movie was it was just awesome and i love how they show it from the start of of being a, a 13 a teenage kid in this neighborhood where those mob figures were who they looked up to you know what i mean they played cards all into all hours of the night and they nobody ever called the cops and they double parked and never got tickets like and from a 13 year old's perspective yeah. on what they've experienced thus far in their life mm-hmm. this must look like disneyland yeah yeah no doubt and and you don't understand why it's that way mm-hmm. but you know you want to be a part of it yeah and he is like a moth to a flame. Yeah, he he really is, is just drawn in mm-hmm. and they welcome him with open they arms. Do. They have him out there moving Cadillacs and yeah. moving these cars. And if you notice, like the kids are all hanging by the fence and most of them are girls and they're like watching him oh, and yeah. seeing all the stuff that he's doing and they're just kids. And then they see this kid that's their peer, you know, and yeah. he's doing all these other things and you know, but at the same time, he's just a kid. He talks about how his dad was an Irish immigrant and had to go to work at like 11. And, you know, his mom was stoked that he was hanging out with them because they're from the same part of, you know, Sicily mm-hmm. as, as her family is. And then, you know, he talks about all the benefits of hanging out with these guys, which then leads into the scene where he's, you know, how his dad... Yeah, he goes home and his dad figures out exactly what's going on. Yeah. And he's like, this is unacceptable. You're hanging out with mafiosos. Yeah. No. And yeah. he beats the crap out of him. And it's, and it's all because he gets a letter from the school that says that Henry hadn't been to school in months. Yeah, like a truant letter, essentially. Like, yeah. yeah, and he's like, you know, but he starts it off like I think a lot of parents do. You know what I mean? They want to know if you're going to fess right away or if you're going to 
lie. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, you know, how was school today? You know, did, did you did you learn a lot? And you look at Henry and he's like shaking his head. He's like, yeah, yeah, I learned a lot today, you know? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, maybe you can explain this to me. You know, it's a letter from the school that says you haven't been there in, in months. Right. And then it's like this flash, you yeah. know, like of this like calm before the storm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then the belt. Right. And the beating. And, you know, I, I grew up in an age where I, I took the belt, you know, more than a few times. But he ended up with, like, a fucking black eye. You know, I think yeah. it turned into more than just the exactly. belt. Exactly. He had a grown-ass man punch yeah. him in the face. Yeah. It's great when he gets over to across the street and he's like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. And they're like, what are you talking, are you talking about? about? That's he's like, ridiculous. He's like, my dad, he's going to, like, he's going to kill me. Like, <laughs> And what else would you think? Yeah. That's what I would think. Yeah, no doubt. I love how the response is, we're not going to try and, like, smooth things out yeah, with your no, dad. We're no. not going to talk to your mom. No. We're going to accost the mailman <laughs> and put his head in an <laughs> oven. And we're going to tell him. No more letters. No, from that school. Any letters from that school you bring here. That's what he said. He's like, then we got no mail. (laughs) (laughs) My mom had to go down and complain to the post office (laughs) that the mail wasn't being delivered. (laughs) That's one of my favorite scenes. They show him getting thrown in the oven and it freezes with his head going into the oven. I love that. It's a great scene. It really is. And problems solved. Yeah. No more problems. No more letters from the truant officer. No more apples and pencils and rulers. No. no. Mm -mm. We are learning way bigger adult stuff. Yeah. To selling cigarettes. And 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 it's great because when he's selling the cigarettes Mm -hmm. and he so acclimates to this so quickly like yeah. when the cop comes up and he's like it's no big deal yeah he's and like, he's like what, cool. what do you want what, it's what fine kind of, what like, kind what of cigarettes do you... do you want yeah and the cop's like no 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 no, like, no 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 did your mom give you permission to do this he's like no and he like has a handful of money and you know cartons of cigarettes over here you know what i mean and it's tommy who is observant what's funny is he hands him the cigarettes Mm -hmm. and then splits like real sneaky like because he sees the feds or whoever these dudes are that are going to come up and bust him he sees that they're coming he doesn't say anything to henry yeah which is kind of suspect but like gives him the cigarettes and then sneaks off well, Henry takes the charge, basically. You yep. know what I mean? But Gets pinched. Henry did. He did the right thing in the eyes of, of his benefactors. It's the first code. Yeah. He, he, you he never rat on rules. your friends yeah. and you keep your mouth shut. Yep. And he did both of those he things. He did both of those things. And they were very proud of him and were yes, celebrating were. in the courthouse. Yeah. Oh, he broke his cherry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so yeah. Polly for a second. Yes. Polly, the, the head of this in particular Paul family. Servino. Yeah. Yes. He almost didn't take the role. Really? Yeah, he didn't think that he could conjure up that coldness in Polly. I think he did a fucking awesome job. He was job. amazing. Yeah. That stare yeah. that he does. Yeah, in the um, beginning when yeah, they... exactly. When, when they, there's, yeah. they're roughing around yeah. and Polly just... All he does is he walks out and he just gives them the look. Yeah. The actual man that, that he's... That, the real Polly, uh-huh. he was a big dude, but they said he, he wasn't slow. He no. was known to chase somebody down the street with a baseball bat and get him. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Okay. When I was watching it, especially in the first act, when mm-hmm. Henry's a kid, mm-hmm. and you're hearing his perspective of, of what he's seeing, and the way that we've romanticized these gangsters is really mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. he talks about it, and he says that the thing that they had in the community was respect. Yeah. And I look at it, and I say, what they had was fear over other people. For sure. Like, this is not respect. This no. is these people would not do any of these things for the mafia if if they didn't have to, if they yeah. weren't afraid of getting their face smashed in. For sure. And I always wondered like Big Polly, he's the boss basically, right? He's the main guy. And I love how Henry he explains it. And he's like basically Big Polly is your protection. He's the guy that you call when you can't call the police. Like these are people that aren't going to call the police. So he's the guy. And then I was like, well, what the fuck makes Big Polly that guy? Like, right. 
who the fuck is he? Like, and that just kind of, I, it was like, I think the last I watched this movie, like, so I watch it through, like, I think kind of like childlike the first time I just kind of watch it because I love to watch it. And then I'll watch it again and then I'll start to kind of piece it apart and like see the different things that go on in the movie. And then I'll like watch it again and I'll ask questions. Like, and so my question again is like, why? Why him? What makes him this big bad dude? Well, he has the goods. He can back it up. Yeah. You know, and when Henry finally gets to be a young man, mm -hmm. he comes to that truth. And he says, this is what no one gets about the yeah. mafia. Mm -hmm. It's not about everything you think it's about. No. It's simply this. Yeah. You know, that can apply to a lot of different people. People who aren't supposed to be here. Yeah, People sure. are doing things also in the black market. For sure. And you can't call the cops. So. Yeah. There you yeah, go. If you're an you immigrant that's here legally, and yeah, for sure. And then, of course, there's multiple families to choose from. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not the only game in town. For sure. For so, sure. but yeah. clearly, Henry is like a little wide-eyed doe, and he just becomes this like badass. Yeah. Like, like ridiculous. For sure. Like tries to get everything he can do to make money, like stealing, like just, just not give a fuck yeah because like, the first scene when they see them as a, as young men mm -hmm. and they basically they're explaining how they have this whole deal with the mm -hmm. truckers yeah he just waits for the trucker to go in the cafe yeah walks right over gets in the truck takes off yeah that scene kills me because the guy goes inside asks i think if i think he gets like a coffee or something like that well this dude let them know that his truck was going to be you know at this place that his keys were going to still be in the truck he then comes back in and says that two inwards stole my truck can you believe that can like you even yeah and i was just like wow like this how this is not yeah. new right yeah, i mean no, it's just it's, it's just builds upon itself it's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah so yeah so they're they 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 like you said they they tried to steal everything that wasn't bolted down oh yeah like, and that was how they made their money. And I love the scene where uh, they're coming in and he's got like a rack full of mink coats, like beautiful mink coats. And the guy is like complaining. He's like, Henry, we don't want mink coats. We want suits. Where are the suits? And Henry's like, the suits are coming Thursday. He's like, hey, if you want, you know, I'll take these back. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't take them back. He's like, put, we'll put them in the freezer with the meat. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like... They, they stole everything they could steal, and that's literally how they made money and then would come across these jobs where their families all worked for the airport or whatever. Well, and then the other game was to run up a business's debt. Yes. And then blow it up yeah. or burn it down. Yeah. And then no more debt. Yep. No more debt, no more business. And that guy's done for. Easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you get a bottle that's two hundred, a box of booze that's two hundred dollars, and you sell it out of the back door for a hundred bucks. It doesn't matter. It's all profit. Like those, all that stuff is getting paid for by the credit of this business. Yeah. Because now I, I, I kind of think about it, and it's like, is this all like a plan? So Tommy comes in, rakes up all this fucking money, won't pay it like always says put it on my tab put yeah. it on my tab put it on my tab rakes up a bill of seven thousand dollars now this was in the 60s the 60s yeah it's a lot of money it's a lot of fucking money yeah. you know seven grand like dude yeah so dude has every right to come over to the table and be like yo dude like i get it i know who you are but you know come on like and then they have to go to paul servino or to to big Polly and ask him for help and i love the scene where he's like he's trying to explain to him he's like listen man tommy's got me fucking scared like i don't know what the fuck like i wake up and i walk out of the house and i'm looking over my shoulder like what am i going to end up in dead in a fucking trunk like what am i going to do so was it a plan from the beginning do they come in and do that to get to that point where the dude goes to big Polly to get help to then they basically burn this business down like they run it fucking into the hole like it for me no. no i don't i don't think now if you were talking about henry doing this mm -hmm. i could actually buy it okay. but tommy and the way that tommy is portrayed in the film i think tommy just he's like pure id 
you know, he doesn't think about repercussions. He just does whatever the hell he wants to do. And so I think that it's a foregone conclusion that there will be no repercussions for him. So that's Mm -hmm. about as far as I think he thinks about it. Okay. And for the owner, I think he's in a, he's caught between a rock and a hard place because he doesn't know what's going to happen. And that's like his rent or mortgage on the bill, whatever it is, right? business, yeah. And And he's like, Polly's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to shoot him? He's like, yeah. And then he's like, like, gives the look. And he gives the look. He's like, listen, I'm I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) I don't mean to disrespect. (laughs) Man. But no, I don't don't think it was a a plan of, of that elaborate. But I do think that Tommy just, I mean, he's grown up in this. Yeah. Not that Henry didn't, but I mean, for longer, for right? Sure. I mean, Henry he comes into it and he's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. he just kind of operates that way. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's genuine when he's looking at the guy and he's like, what do you fucking care? He's like, I'm going to take care of it. Like, don't worry about it. Get out of yeah. my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to come around? And the guy's saying like, well, I don't really want you to come around, <laughs> but you like... keep showing up here and, <laughs> and I'm kind of stuck. You're kind of hostile. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know if it's at that in particular business where Joe Pesci has his infamous funny how conversation. It is. It is. It's in the same place. It's in that same place because the guy that's the owner of the restaurant is standing there the whole time that Joe Pesci is, or Tommy is telling his story about how they did this bank job and he's laying down in the field trying to hide from the cops, basically. You know, I, I love this scene. And then this whole group of people laughing and enjoying the scene or the, the story that Tommy is telling. And the whole time that guy is standing there. He's in the opening. He's in right. That he's looking gap. for his moment, his moment yeah. to step in right. and bring this up. And so during this scene is when Henry says, you're a funny guy. And, and it's, it, it's, it's a really great play between really the two is. of them. Mm-hmm. Joe, or when Tommy's telling that story, mm-hmm. Ray Liotta, I'm sorry, Henry, his laughter and his reaction, yeah. this is real. For this sure. Is genuine. He's, it's funny to him. It's yeah. literally funny. You don't act laughing like that. No. Like, it is literally funny to him. You could see it on his face. You yeah. could see it in his eyes. You can see it in the way his mouth is open when he's laughing. Like, this is not acting. This is hilarious to him, this yes. moment. Yeah. And then the, the second part of it is really great because Tommy, he just, he seems so serious mm-hmm. and he doesn't break. No. Until there's actually one point where he almost breaks and it's like, it's just, I, I don't know. I had something that I hear and it's kind of in the tone of his voice, but he's like, you know, how the fuck am I funny? You know? And then there's this, this one oh, kind of tone a, where it almost yeah. sounds like he could almost lose it, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. Yeah. And he brings it back and he gets real fucking exactly serious about, again. Yeah. And he's like, just so intense and it's like this scene I'm watching and I've seen this movie like I told you I'll watch it every couple of months I've seen it hundreds of times it makes me uncomfortable this this scene it makes me feel like I'm there and like almost like this moment is happening to me like that little sick feeling you get where like something bad's about to happen yeah Yeah, yeah. totally it's and I've like I said I've seen it so many times, but yet it still does it to me every time. You know what's interesting is that you do get the moment of something bad happening. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen where you think it's going to. Yeah. When he does pick his moment to yeah. come in with the bill, yeah. you see it turn there for sure, and it throws you off. Yeah. Because you thought it was going to be like maybe a physical altercation Between with the, the two and friends, Henry, yeah. and then it's like, nope. No. And so all of a sudden you see, and he's bent down at this point. And he's got the bill in his hand and he's, I think he's trying to find the proper words to say because he knows that Tommy is like a stick of dynamite. Yeah. And that dynamite's fuse is like this, you know what I mean? Seriously, yeah. And so I think he's trying to find the right way to say it, but there's really no right way to say it to a guy like Tommy. To, to the owner's credit, I feel like he has waited as long as he possibly yeah, can to bring it up. For sure. And so I feel for him so bad mm-hmm. because it's like, dude, you're so screwed in this yeah. situation. You know it, yeah. but you have to do it anyway. You have to say something. And then it's then it comes down to, am I going to get beat up or physically <laughs> injured or yeah. am I going to get away unscathed? And uh-huh. 
you're gonna get injured. You're gonna get injured. It's Tommy. Yeah. Like and so Tommy takes full offense to this, like coming up and embarrassing me in front of my friends exactly. and calling me a fucking deadbeat in front of my friends, not embarrassing. Like he's like, get the fuck out of here, you know, like throws something at the dude, like obviously hits him in the head, yeah. like with something, it makes a cut and a gash in his head. And then of course this all wraps up to what we were talking about with Polly and then they, they end up burning the building up or blowing mm-hmm. it up and it leads us to the entrance of Karen. Yeah. Because Tommy needs Henry to do him a favor yes. and come on this double date because yes. he's been trying to sleep love, with this woman for like a month. I, I love how he's like kind of telling his story while they're sitting outside of this place while it's catching fire and Henry's quick with it. He's so fucking fast. He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And Tommy's like, no, what? He's like, I haven't even asked you anything. Like Tommy. And then again, Tommy's this, this, this firecracker, this stick of dynamite that, that can turn. Like he goes from, you know, telling his little story to hearing no before he's even really asked a question that is inevitably going to come. Right. And, then he's like, no, okay, then then what is it? What did you want to tell me? And he's like, yeah, so I've been trying to bang this broad. And, you know, can you believe it? She's she's Jewish and she's racist towards Italians and she won't hang out with an Italian alone. And so, you know, she wants her friend to come and I figured that you would come and keep her friend company, you know, while I'm trying to bang this broad. You know what I mean? You'd be helping me out. He's like, no, see, that's what I'm talking about. He's like, I'm always... Like, and I love it. He's like, I always do you favors. Like, I do shit for you. Like, I'm asking you to do this. Like, oh, I can't. What day is this? Oh, it's this day. He's like, oh, I can't do it. I have this thing to do with Polly, you know, with little Polly. Yeah. And he's like, you can do that early and then come to this. Like, you can do it, you know. And it's it brings the two of them together. And he's kind of douchey in it. He obviously he doesn't want to be there. I think that's the. At the date? At the date. Oh, yeah. I does mean, not want to be there at all. He doesn't even look at her no he okay he hardly looks at her Mm -hmm. and like he even says in their narration he says when they were finishing dinner i was was ordering dessert dessert. when the dessert came i was asking for coffee when the coffee was there i I was was calling for for the the check because he's still and he's like pushing her along do you notice it like Mm -hmm. he's like they're leaving the restaurant he's got her by the arm and he pushes her to the toward the car opens the door kind of throws her into the car and then the next scene is you see him walking her up toward the door and he's got her by the arm and he kind of like pushes her along toward her door and she goes into her part of the story of this. One of the things I liked about the the way her voiceover narration comes in uh-huh. is that as soon as it does, I know that she's a part of this. Yeah. It's before they're even together. Yes. The voiceover narration, this is this is how it's done. Yeah. You you either make it something that is central to the story mm-hmm. or you don't do it. Yeah. The way that it weaves in, it gives you the whole story. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Yeah, it totally is. Because if I'm Karen mm-hmm. and I get stood up after that, oh, yeah. no, yeah. I'm not giving you the time of day. Yeah. But she's pissed yeah. and she hunts his ass down. Well, this, this, let's step back a second because this is what's funny to me is like it's a threesome instead of a you know, a double date and you hear Tommy in the background and Tommy in the background is like, Oh, I'm, I'm worried. You know, you can tell he's got food in his mouth and he doesn't really care, but he's like, Oh, you know, I hope there's nothing wrong. I hope everything's okay. You know? And then you hear her coming, you know, more into her story. And she's like, I made him take me to where, where, where Henry would be. And so here's Henry's friend. Mm-hmm. And he really kind of dogs him out. Like he did dog this girl out. He did stand her up. So I do see the bad on Henry's side, but Tommy, like for real, for real, like you're going to take her right where Henry is. But that scene is awesome because she comes out of that car on fire. Like she's pissed and she is not afraid to let him know. And she doesn't give a fuck who's there. Mm -hmm. Like, 
all these mobster dudes are chilling outside of this this area where Henry's out there standing and she don't give a fuck. She is focused on him and him alone and she is just letting him have it. And she's like, you don't stand me up and you don't, you, it makes you a liar. You promised you'd be there. And then he's like, no, I forgot. Like, no, you're a liar. And he's like, then he goes into his other story and he's like, I, you know, I thought you'd stand me up. You weren't talking. You seemed like you weren't having fun. And yeah, then he you flips see, it. yeah. You see this flip in her and you see this change in her eyes and he like basically plays her like, you know, he just he's like, you know, you know, I, I won't, give me another chance. She's like, I don't know, you know, but she's intrigued by him. There's well, they're both intrigued there. Yeah, he's very intrigued. He didn't give a point. crap about her. No. He even says that he's like, it was when she came at me that yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah, it is. It is that kind of electricity. Mm hmm. And I don't think that she thought he would give her his attention. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the shift was. Yeah. She just wanted, she just wanted to speak her piece. And yeah. then all of a sudden she has his attention. He sees her yeah. and she's like, oh, oh, wait. Oh, hold up. But I want to defend Tommy for a second. Okay. Tommy is only doing exactly what he has what set Tommy out to does. do the entire time. Like he doesn't defy the intention of what this whole thing is about him getting what he wants with this girl for sure so he's not going to do anything to jeopardize that and pissing off her best friend or cousin or whoever she is to her uh -huh. like that's not going to go well for him yeah so i actually think that if you are henry and you don't think that tommy would do that to you like you <laughs> haven't been paying attention <laughs> so they have another date which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite scenes yeah Henry takes Karen to the Copacabana. Yeah. There's this huge line and he just kind of darts right through the, well, the meat of the up, line. He pulls up with his car and doesn't valet it or anything. I think there might have been like a hotel or something across the street. And he gives money to a guy to watch his car. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's just easier this way because that way we don't have to go to a garage. We don't have to wait. You know, it's just easier like this because yeah. she's kind of like looks at it kind of weird and i think he he sees that and so he explains that to her and then like you say they... so then he they walk in they split the line mm -hmm. they don't go in the front entrance they go mm -hmm. into the back there's this really amazing tracking shot mm -hmm. and the camera is following henry and karen through yes. and there's a whole bunch of things that are happening mm -hmm. all at one time for me i feel like i'm being seduced for sure with not only by Henry, but by the lifestyle mm -hmm. because he has so much access mm -hmm. and he's so confident and yeah. he has, he's, he's just, he's moving through the kitchen. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been through that kitchen before. For sure. This is not the first time he's done no. this. No. Yeah. And, and he knows the two people making out in the corner and yeah. he's yucking it up with people. Or he knows and the doorman and he gives, because he, he's giving he's slipping money. slipping $20 bills going, into oh, all yeah. of these people's pockets. Very Jimmy. And, we get to the front and she's just like dizzy yeah. and I'm dizzy with her. Yeah. And you finally get to a place where you've stopped and all of a sudden they're pulling out this table and they're putting right in the front and they've yeah. got this tablecloth that just, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And he also loves to flash like this. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that he is emulating everything that he saw as a boy and what For you sure. do when you're peacocking around with For this sure. girl, right? It's... <sighs> It's perfect. It is. It really is. This again is one of my favorite movies, and it it is like you say, it's perfect. It, it's everything that you want as a moviegoer. Like, yeah, it's it's more often than not the reason you go see movies is to feel something for sure, one hundred percent. And so when a film is devoid of that, like mm -hmm. I don't like it. No, me either. If I can't relate to a character or mm -hmm. I feel like I can't respect them at for minimum, sure. like I'm usually over it. So at that point, it all makes a lot of sense as to why Karen gets swept up so quickly. And I think that part of her feels like she should maybe pump the brakes, but she can't. Yeah. It's too good. It's too good. It's, it's everything. It's like she sees this flashiness of him. And then there's the scene where she takes him to the country club yeah. that she grew up in and and he's not used to that environment. He comes from an environment where cash is everything. And so they're in this, this country club and they're having a meal and drinks and stuff. And the bill comes and he whips out his 
his money yeah. just like he normally would. You know, that's just yeah. who Henry was. And she's like, no, no, you don't you don't pay like that. You know, you just signed for it. You know, he's like, you don't tip him. You know, and she's like, no, you know, you just signed for it. And so you see that it's her kind of trying to bring her life into his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in the end, his life was the all-powering, all-encompassing, like... Yeah, there's not enough room. No. There wasn't enough room for his biological family no. in his life. No, you there know? was I mean, not. As far as the film portrays it, the, the scene at the country club mm-hmm. led to another scene. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it is striking. No, yeah, and it's when she introduces Henry to this guy, and Henry's like, oh, you, you know that guy? And she's like, yeah, he lives across the street. The next shot, I think, is like Henry was doing, oh, he and Jimmy are, are get, trying to get this guy getting the money. Morty. And all of a sudden, he hears Karen's in trouble, yeah. and he beelines it to where she's at. Yeah. And when he finds her, it's like you can see she's been a little roughed up. Mm-hmm. Like she's got dirt on her shoulder, yeah. and her hair's kind of sure. messed up, and she's clearly shaken. Mm-hmm. And when she tells him what happened... So this is actually the first time I think you really see Henry doing like dirt. It's like funny though. Serious dirt. It is, you know I mean? but it's also there's um acts of violence or I mean all sorts of acts of violence in this film. Mm-hmm. But for me this scene is the most brutal. Yeah. When Henry drops off Karen and and she's safe, he sees the neighbors outside standing next to his Corvette. Yeah. And he immediately calmly but with purpose like, I mean, the way he's walking, oh yeah. you know what is about he's, to happen. Yeah, he, well, first he grabs his pistol right. and he tucks it right into his waistband. And what's funny about this scene is as he's, like you say, walking with purpose to go across the street to, to deal with this dude, I'm looking at more of the scene than just that. So off to the left, there's like a gardener, like a landscape guy right. just working. Like, But Henry is so focused on what he's about to do. It doesn't give a fuck that this person's over here or that this person's over here and what's funny about the scene is guys like it tries to be tough yeah i was like are you serious you do you just see the same man i saw walk across the street because this is not the guy that you go oh hey what are you gonna do fucko like like really okay let me well i'll pull my gun out and pistol whip you (laughs) and beat your ass do you know how many times i counted how many eleven damn and i'm wondering that too i never really counted it but i was like dude how many times can a man's skull take a pistol to it before it cracks his skull and dude dies like and and just with the way it it's he walks over with purpose he does what he needs to do and he walks right back over across the street he he socks him like you say 11 11 times with the gun Uh stands up points the gun at the guy's buddy because there's three of them there's the guy he beats down there's two other guys that just stand there and watch their friend get pistol whipped he stands up points the gun at the other guy and the guy says don't shoot don't shoot yeah and then walks across the street like nothing and then tells karen hide this so one of the things that you spoke to about the violence in such a serene neighborhood i mean Mm -hmm. it's just this little suburban neighborhood It, that hit me too, mm-hmm. is that the violence in this film, it's right in your face. It's in plain sight. Oh, it's yeah. right in the middle of the suburbs. Oh, yeah. If if When I try to put myself in that situation, I am looking at the gardener. Yeah. I am looking over my shoulder yeah, going yeah. like, Whoa, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like there's witnesses, yeah. like their bodies are going to stack sure. up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, what if his two friends decide they want to fucking jump me? Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, three against one. Yeah, like, like, I have a gun, but still. like, Because uh-huh. they weren't small men. No. They didn't look like, I mean, none of them looked like it could take him, though. No. To no. me. He was on a mission at that point. He was he was amped up before he got there, you know. And then I love, again, like, you get his perspective, mm-hmm. and then you get her perspective. Again, it's like you say, it's it's fucking brilliant the way this movie is made. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I have a lot of friends that if their boyfriends would have came up to them with a gun, you know, they would have hightailed it out of there. And she's like, I have to admit it intrigued me, you know, and I have to admit it, it, it turned me on. Yeah. Like, I love the moment of honesty. Mm -hmm. And I think that because she's being so honest with herself, it's the moment that she's like, I'm not, I'm not going back out of this. Like, 
I'll, I'll pretty much sacrifice whatever to be a part of it for as sure. a matter of fact. For sure. And, you know, shortly after work, they're married. Mm-hmm. They go through the whole thing and it's like Mazel Tov. And they, yeah. they, he steps on the glass and he's got his yarmulke on. I, hold, I love it. And then so there's that side of it for her family. And then there's the reception, which is for his you know, family, really, you know yeah. what I mean? Even though it's not his family, it's his family. And then they show the scene where all of them are in line and they're just handing the, them these envelopes full of money. And some of them are fucking thin and mm-hmm. some of them are thick. And they're just, and they're having their husband and wife dance. And you see this kind of flip in her head where she goes, the bag with like all the money in it. Like, like, oh my God, like, you know, we should, you should be worried about that. And he's like, no, it's, this is the last place that you have to worry about that with. And yeah. she, she just kind of relaxes and she's like, yeah, you're right. Okay. You know, and it's just, it's just a great scene. It really is. It is. And it's, um, it's that line there. Um, there's this really sweet section of the film where you can tell that Henry really has genuine love and affection for her. For sure. And it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Despite everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's that moment uh-huh. when he's kind of like, oh, you silly little thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't got to worry about that. Like, you're so cute. Look at you. <laughs> thinking that they're going to steal our money. Like, that's so cute. And then she gets the introduction to the other mob wives. The other wives, yes. And that scene is really, really amazing. It and really instead is. of getting too far into it, I, all I want to really say about it is mm. that that's another thing of what we want people to believe it is Mm -hmm. and what it is and she's evaluating that in the moment and Mm -hmm. she can see the truth of that these women have lived a hard life for sure and have gone through a lot of emotional pain probably and Mm -hmm. maybe even physical pain oh yeah to live this life no you see but they put they put on like everything's like like that they are of this other echelon and Mm -hmm. when she's like but look at their clothes look at their makeup look at this and this and this Mm -hmm. and she's it's like judgment and compassion at the same time. Mm-hmm. But at the end, she realizes, I don't want this for yeah. myself, which leads to what I felt was a big mistake on Henry's part because he still really does have this affection for her. And she has this moment where she's like, what if you go away? What if you go to yeah. jail? And he's like, Karen, yeah. it's the only, only guys that go to jail are the ones that want to go yeah. to jail. Like, don't worry, honey, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, You know and why I, and he, he went really... to jail? Because he wanted to get away from her. Exactly. Like, yeah. And it's a moment that I'm thinking, Ooh, you regret this later. Yeah. But it's it's because he really was like in love with her, I think, in that moment mm-hmm. and and felt that. For sure. And things unfortunately change. Mm-hmm. He doesn't retain that level. I don't feel, you know, there's mm-hmm. a segue where we are not quite on the same page, yeah, Karen yeah. and Henry. But that little section I really enjoyed. The courtship, mm-hmm. the marriage. And then her settling into this thing and still like just loving this man mm-hmm. and then also loving the life. For sure. Like loving the life because there's the scene where he's got to go somewhere and she's like trying to, I think she wanted him to go someplace. He's like, I can't, blah, blah, blah. I got to go do this. And then finally she acquiesces and she's like, okay, I understand. She's like, but I wanted to go shopping today. And he's like, I, and she's like, I need money. And she's like, he's like, how much? And she's like, like this much, like you know what I mean. Like, I love that. <laughs> I, I, someday, if I could do that for someone, like, that would be amazing. Like, if just hold my finger like two inches, a two inch gap of hundred dollar bills will do. Just about that many. I don't know I how hope, many that I is, hope, but I hope to have that day too. And maybe if you have it before me, you'll invite me along. Yes, I will. Shop most street. definitely. That would be awesome. We'll go buy stuff. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> And I will do the same for you if I could find a sugar mama that I can do that too. Excellent. And I have bigger hands, so I know, you know. right? That's like that's like five inches it's of like hundred dollar bills. Dollar bills. <laughs> so we were really gonna go shop. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Things do start to kind of devolve between Karen and Henry as soon as you know he's moving into what I feel is another phase of this life. Mm-hmm. The men, they really are in a bubble. Yeah. They all have girlfriends. It, like they say, what was it? Um, Friday nights were for the girlfriends. Saturday nights are for the wives. Yeah. 
this is the agenda. This is how we do things. No, and, and you see it in all the different yeah, like, mafioso yeah. type movies and and shows like in The Sopranos, they call them the gumas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not about right or wrong. It's just that that's what they they do. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so then we have this other dynamic of Janice and, mm-hmm. you know, Henry. I think he he does. He starts partying more. I mean, he's always been partying, at yeah. least drinking at minimum. But now mm-hmm. it's like we're we're doing drugs. We're doing this and that. Mm-hmm. And does this take us to one it of your favorite scenes that you want to talk about? When the boys are at Henry's bar. And so at some oh, point, yes. Henry has, has, has a club or yeah, a bar or something, bar right? There's, there's uh, bats. Billy who, Bats. Billy Bats, who's come home from, I think, I don't know. Like, prison. He yeah, got out of prison. Like nine or ten years. Or something, something like that, yeah. Like done a, did, just did a long, long, long bid. And he's a made and man. There's he's, he's a brash dude. Probably not somebody like that I would like as a person. Right. Um, because, you know, just kind of the way he talks to you. You know what I mean? The scene is crazy because he's in there and he's stoked to be home and he's... You know, he's having drinks and he's got some of his buddies there and he's telling stories and all that. And then Tommy walks in and he's like, oh, Tommy, wow, all grown up, you know, and he's like telling the stories. And Tommy's not excited to see this dude. Not, not at all. Even a little bit Mm-mm. like. And so the dude just will not leave Tommy alone. Billy Bats like and he's talking shit. He's like, I remember. He's like, get over here. I remember when you were just a kid and yeah. and you had the shine box. Yeah. And he's like, I don't have a shine box anymore, like, Billy. Yeah, maybe you haven't heard. You know? Yeah, like I'm a grown up now. Yeah. Like I don't I don't shine shoes yeah. anymore. He's like, you know, he's and then he kind of keeps it up a little yeah. bit. And Tommy's like, you know, can you quit busting my balls? Yeah. Like, dude, you know, like, like, yeah, like that's what and he's like. Yeah, uh, I just came home. You know, I'm just busting your balls, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, you're getting fucking fat. Like and then he says, if I really wanted to bust your balls. Uh-huh. I would tell you to go home and get, get your, your shine, shine box. box. Yeah. And then and at that point he's at the other end of the bar. Yeah. And Tommy's like so beyond over it. Yeah, he's done. They they have a moment and he's like, you know, let's just enjoy our drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just cool out. Yeah. Billy's like, Yeah, yeah sounds right. good. Sounds, sounds good. good. Yeah. Salute. Takes a little sip of his his little drink, whatever he's drinking, and when he pulls the glass back, he's like now go get your fucking shine box. And Tommy loses his shit. Like, it is over. Like, there is nothing that's going to stop Tommy from, like, murderizing this dude. Like, no. And so he's, but he's got this girl there with him. And he's like, he's got to take her from there because she can't fucking see that. There's no fucking way. And I think and- that Jimmy and Henry were maybe hoping that maybe it would he would cool down a little bit yeah if he just got out yeah yeah and uh i think that he was like you keep him here yeah like keep him here and everybody else is gone except for billy bats and and jimmy and and henry and when tommy walks in that door it's it's on from jump like it's like Tom and Jerry shit like yeah. <laughs> no words it's on <laughs> on site you know what I mean like like and he does like he just jumps on him and just starts fucking stabbing him I think like with something it... I think he's got something in his hand because Probably, or just yeah. I don't know and, and then yeah. they get him to the floor and it's again it's Jimmy and Tommy is I don't know if if Henry is Henry, he is. He is. is. The the three of them kill him together. Okay. Uh, Don't kill him together, but they stomp him. They certainly think they did. They think they killed him. Yeah. Yeah. They like get the the tablecloths and yeah, because you know Tommy didn't want to get any blood on Henry's floor. I love that scene too. He's like, (laughs) he's like this super tough guy all the time, and then all of a sudden there's this moment where he's like. I didn't want to get any blood on your floor. Like, what? <laughs> like huh? What? Really? <laughs> it's probably going to burn down in a month anyway. So don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. Don't trip. But yeah, they get him all rolled up in a little tablecloth burrito. Yep. And they put him in the uh, in the Pontiac. Yeah. What, was, that a, was it a CP or a GP? I meant to look that up because the trunk on this thing is ridiculous. It's huge. It really was. Yeah. I mean, you could fit like three bodies in there. <laughs> I bet you could have, for real. And so they got him back there in their 
traveling and Jimmy knows of a place where they can take him and nobody would ever find him, he said. Yeah. And so they're traveling along and all of a sudden you hear like a thump that even kind of does sound like he could have got like a flat. And that's Henry's first thought. He's like, did I? Well, at first he's like, did I hit something? Yeah. You know, did I get a flat? And then he's like, you know, you don't think, huh? And Tommy's like, well, you better pull the fuck over to find out. Yeah. And sure as shit, they open up that trunk and there's bats. There's bats and he's still alive and he's kind of kicking around in there. And and now we've caught up with our timeline, too, because yes. that was the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And then we go flashback and now we are on the timeline, uh-huh. which led to one of my favorite scenes. Uh-huh. They kill him. They kill bats. They're sure he's dead, uh-huh. but they need something else. And so Tommy's like, let's just stop by my mom's house. We've got to get a shovel. It was a shovel. shovel. Yeah. So they got to go get a shovel. They're yes. thinking he's not going to wake his mom up, but they totally wake his mom up. Dude, as soon as they go in the house, like he's like, he says the words. He's like, yeah, we'll get the shovel here, but we got to be quiet because I don't want to wake her up. And as soon as the three of them step foot on the floor of the house, the lights come on. Yeah. And Tommy's like, oh, too late for that now. <laughs> so one of the things that I love about this scene, if you take out all of the murder and the violence and the crime, mm-hmm. this movie is full of scenes that remind me of my childhood of being okay. with my Italian family. Nice. And like this is the warmth, mm-hmm. the um, the adoration for the children. For and sure. so when when she comes out and she's like, I just want to see my son. I just want to yeah, see his face. It melts my heart. Yeah. Cause, like cause it's Jimmy so tells sweet. Her, he's like, go back to bed. And she's like, no. I no, can't. I can't. She's like, I never see him. And so Dude, if he's th- here, I want to be, I want to see him. I want to, you know, she's like, come in, sit down. I'll make you something to eat. When they're sitting around the table, this is the other thing about this movie I love so much mm-hmm. is they have just committed a violent murder. Yes. And now we can seamlessly sit down with and his mother have and have a normal mom. conversation <laughs> and laugh and have a great meal. And, and even talk about the painting and, and the how painting. it looks like somebody we know. Yes. And he's like, oh, with, with without the beard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like it's And it's like it brings back in this murderous thing that they yes. just did. But they're laughing about it. It's and like it's no like big deal. Nothing, yeah. So do you know who plays the mom? No, who's that? That's Martin Scorsese's mom. Is it really? It is. And so it's really sweet because he did this numerous times in the film. Her reaction is genuine. All he told her before the scene was, your son's coming home and you haven't seen him for a while. Mm. And you're just really excited to see him. Okay. And so she, the actor, doesn't yeah. even know that the the context of the full scene which is why it plays so so good yeah because she is she's so adorable and she's just like well let's just like have this converse it's yeah it just melts my heart it really does i love it nice i love that scene though it's it's a a great great scene scene. or the great couple of scenes and and how they lead together oh yeah and actually robert de niro and all of his magnificence Mm -hmm. um he was so adamant about getting everything right about jimmy Mm -hmm. down to the ketchup bottle did you notice the ketchup bottle no he actually called henry hill to find out how did jimmy put ketchup on his food because jimmy put ketchup on everything okay and what he would do is he would take the bottle between his two hands and he would rub it back and forth like this okay i've never seen that before now i know i know the scene that you're talking about yes okay so bats is dead and then there's the mystery around that people are inquiring yeah. because he's a made man. And yeah. you cannot kill made men unless you're a made man and get permission. And get, yeah. The scene where uh, Big Polly confronts Henry. And he's like, well, you know, if you hear something, you fucking let me know. Yeah. Like, you need to come to me and you need to because they're, they're up my ass with this shit. I almost wish, you know, he didn't get out of jail or something like that, yeah. he says, you know. At that point, you know it's it's fucking serious. Like, right. then Jimmy comes up to Henry and is like, "Hey, you know that thing that we did a while back? Well, we got to get it out of there." And he's like, "That's funny because Paulie was just asking me about that thing." And he's like, "He's like, that's been months." He's like, "I don't care how long it's been. They're about to do condos there, and we need to get that shit out." Yep. Like right now the worst yeah and so they got to go out and dig up a fucking body that's been decomposing and six dead months. for fucking six months yeah and henry can't handle it he's yakking and losing his shit 
while Tommy and fucking Jimmy, it ain't shit to them. Like they're talking about going back to his mom's house and getting some peppers and fucking sausage. Sausage, like (laughs) (laughs) it's like nothing to them. Yeah, I want to jump to 1980. I want to go ahead and get right into what almost feels like an entirely different movie because all of a sudden we're in the 80s and Henry is out of prison and Karen's things are going well. It seems like they're doing good. They're getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the the entire experience while he was in prison only seemed to solidify their union in another way because they, as he explains to her, it's just you and me. Yeah. And I'm going to take care of it, but you have to understand it's just you and me. Yeah, we can't ask anybody else for help. No. Like, like nobody's going to be there for us. And the drugs become what feeds his family. Yeah. And so they have that whole thing going on, and then they can't they can't let it go. No. And even it's the stupidest scene. It makes me angry every time because I know what's going to happen mm-hmm. is when Henry gets out of prison and he goes to talk to Polly and Polly gives him the stone cold look, the straight talk mm-hmm. and lays it all out. And he's he like, says, you cannot do this drug shit. Yeah, He's like, I understand you did what you had to do in prison. I get, I get that. It. He's like, but out here on the streets, we can't have that. I can't have that at all. He's like such and such went to prison over some shit that was just some bullshit over some people that were selling dope and it wasn't even him. Like, he's going to die in prison. He's like, I can't have that. Like, and he's yeah. like, so no more of that, right? And he's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into that anymore. Like, you know, I'm not into that. And he's like, don't fuck me on this. It's like, like the biggest, most stupid mistake too. Yeah. Because it's not just some random person. It's Polly. Like, yeah. it... It's just that moment that can happen in a life or in a movie or whatever mm-hmm. where you, it's like, you know better, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, you know you shouldn't be doing this. And oh, yeah. it's because it's easy. Oh, yeah. He's doing it because it's easy and he's addicted. For sure. Is To me, the only two reasons is that he just is like, I can make this easy money, this connection out of Pittsburgh, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But it quickly degrades on him. Mm-hmm. This was happening in the 80s, but still, mm-hmm. like, you really think that you're, like, on point when you're that high all the yeah. time? Like, like, well, when you have that much access to that kind of drug and you have all kinds of money and you're just constantly, yeah, it's like, after a while, that's going to take over. Like, it's not going to be good for you. And he was a wreck. Like, he was just a mess. And it's like, there are scenes when you see him and he's so good looking and he looks so young and he looks just so the part of the the point that he's playing and he's obviously this much older man yeah but then you see him in the scenes then in the 80s where he's kind of tattered his hair is long and you know you see the fucking darkness under his eyes and the redness under his nose from doing all the cocaine and stuff like that and you just see this time frame of henry hill that he's kind of going through and it's like everything is just kind of collapsing around him and he just doesn't realize it yet my memory of it was that he didn't catch on as quick as he does but he catches on really quick to the helicopter Mm -hmm. even as out of it as he is yeah and at first he does what we all would do like that's weird there's a helicopter up there like i wonder what they're doing and then he sees it again and he's like Hmm. hmm. Okay, that's odd. That's really weird. And like, it's like the third time that he starts to go, wait a second. Hold the fuck on. Like, this, this thing is, is everywhere I'm fucking going. By the time he picks up his brother, he's seen it three times. Yeah. And he's telling his brother. And then his brother's like, yeah, I see it. And it's almost like he's trying <laughs> to first, confirm it. At first he tells his brother, like, there's this this helicopter's been following me all day. And his brother's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And he's like, no, like, for real. like, And then all of a sudden his brother sees it. And it almost confirms that it's like, okay, I'm not having a drug-induced hallucination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is actually happening. Yeah. And then and then he's got to pick up Karen, and they got to go to the airport. Yeah. But one part in the sequence that has always bothered me, mm-hmm. will always bother me, mm-hmm. is when he's making the meatballs, mm-hmm. and he's tossing the meatballs back and forth yeah, yeah. in his hands. Yeah. And then he goes to look out the front door. And I know he opens the door with an aproned kind of like a napkin over his hand, but then yeah. he's like rubbing raw meat crap all over the place. And it just makes it just <laughs> drives me nuts every time. I'm like, dude, you're walking around with raw meat and uh, you're just handling everything. Uh, it's so gross. And so he tells the girl, this what you know what you know what you gotta do. Don't make the call from here. Go out, make the call from a payphone. I hate that girl. 
Yeah, and she's like, I know what to do. Like, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know. And then, like he says, what does she do? She turns around and makes a fucking call from the house. And he's like, anybody that's listening knows that there's a package coming to the house. Like, they know everything. You know why I hate her? Not only for what she does, but because it's immediate. Yeah. It's not like she walked away for five minutes and then, whoopsie, forgot. Yeah. It's like immediate. As soon as she hangs up with him, she picks up the phone and makes the call. Oh, it pisses me off. Yeah. And then she goes to the scene where she's got to have her hat, her lucky hat. Like, I'm not flying anywhere without this hat. So he's like, fuck it. Fine. Hey, stir the sauce. Watch the fucking food. I'll be back. And that's where it leads to. And what's funny is he gets into the car and he's able to start it and back it up even a bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's funny when he gets into the car, I notice that there are flashing kind of red lights, like reflective lights off. Oh, of yeah. Like yeah. mirror or windows of other houses that are in the scene. Like I yes. notice that there are these police lights. I see them and he's able to back the car up a little bit. And he's like kind of on the move when they rush up on him and they're like, don't you fucking move, you dirtbag. And he's like, I knew it was the cops immediately. But he didn't. My take on it when he says that is that he didn't he knew it was police, but he didn't know it was DEA. No, he goes, I knew it was the cops immediately. Yeah, is what he says. But it like, wasn't. Because, it was like yeah. DEA. And then he's but like, because like, if it was if it was the mobsters. Oh, he'd I'd be dead. dead. I just been dead. Yeah, they got him. They know. You know what I mean? They they've come to his house. They've gone to the girlfriend's house and got all the fucking stuff. And what's funny is there's a scene before that where he's all fucked up and he's at the girl's house collecting all the little eight balls or whatever they are. I think that's what they yeah, are. Yeah. And he's telling her, he's like, I got you a fucking dishwasher. Like, clean these fucking dishes. If they ever came, like, we're fucking busted. Like, there's nothing we can do to hide this shit if you're not cleaning it up. And she's like, I hate doing the fucking dishes. Right. And sure as shit, that shit bites him in the fucking ass. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. You won't succeed in the criminal life if you, if you know, you go do the dishes or you yeah. find somebody else to, like, do the cutting. Yeah. But you don't continue with her. Yeah. You know, like, come on, Henry. Mm -hmm. You know, give me a break. Yeah. Like, you are smarter than this. It kind of makes me crazy. And so I am I giving him a pass because of the drugs? Like, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know how many drugs he was on at the uh -huh. time. And it's almost like when you're accustomed to a, a way of things going, mm -hmm. especially in the foundational years of your life, maybe it just seriously doesn't occur to you that it could be different as you get older yeah. which is really strange to me but i i i, I see it so i know it exists mm -hmm. but there's so many things that have led up to this point tommy you know we didn't even talk about all of the craziness that he's done up to this point mm -hmm. and every time i see tommy doing something it's like it's always another tick up like it's never he never comes back down no into a more balanced man. Whereas I think I with Henry, I think you see that where mm -hmm. when he doesn't fight her on the hat, yeah, that was kind of proof to me. Cause it's almost like he knows how to pick his battles and For it's sure. like, it's inconvenient. I don't want to do this, but, but I'm going to do it. It's worth, it's I'd rather not fight with you right yeah. now. So he gets arrested. Mm -hmm. He's facing, what was it? 25 years yeah. to life. Yeah. For narcotics. Yep. He finally gets out. He, they make bail, mm -hmm. which leads me to the scene that is always just set in my memory. And it's when you have these two central figures, Karen and Henry. And he's like, he's got this plan. He comes back home. He's like, okay, cool. Where's the Coke? Yeah. And she's like, what? what? And he's like, where's the Coke that I hid? We yeah. need the Coke. And so I need to move that yeah. so that we have so money. We have and she's money. like, she's totally like, confused. And she's like, I flushed and then anxious and then yeah. scared because yeah, I she, totally flushed that down the yeah. Karen, like, why did that you was $60,000 worth yeah. of Coke, Karen. If they found that, they would have totally a fucking found Oh, my that, God. All he did was put it in a cabinet. Again, dude, you're too high to yeah. make this determination. Yeah. Like, you, no, they would have found that he very quickly. He put it in a cabinet above the stove and said they would have never have found it. Like, and, but the way he freaks out about it. Yeah. And it's it, it cracks me up because then it's like, well, maybe... If that's the case, Henry, <laughs> maybe you should have told Karen yeah. that don't. maybe you shouldn't have stored $60,000 worth of cocaine in your cabinet. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, she saved your ass, I guess is my point. It's like she, she really actually did. made things better for you mm -hmm. by flushing that shit down the toilet. For sure. 
Like, this is not a solid investment. No. <laughs> <laughs> you knew there were risks in maybe, this investment. Maybe look into gold. I don't know. Um, it's. I wouldn't recommend putting all your money in narcotics. Yeah. Doesn't always work out. Yeah. <laughs> Henry's kind of, he's kind of out and about, and he's he's testing the waters. He's seeing what's going on, because I think he doesn't want to turn on his friends, but at the same time, when you when they have you in that position, it's quite different. Yeah. And and we can we could talk about all sorts of real world experiences that we've seen where someone can act tough or, or say, like, I'd take a bullet for you. Mm-hmm. Well, when the there's moment. someone with a loaded gun standing in yeah. front of you, you may not feel the same way. For sure. That's kind of what's up with Henry. And when he goes to see Jimmy at the cafe mm-hmm. and again, these guys, they know each other so well. And Jimmy at this point is so paranoid after the heist that he pulled off and he stole the six million. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to send you on down to Miami yeah. to do this hit for me. Yeah. And Henry's like, that's how I knew he was going to kill me because yeah. he's never asked me to do a hit. And I and this is my thing. Did Jimmy do that? Because did he say that because he knew Henry would know he's never done that? And that was like a tip off. Or did Jimmy really think he was being slick? Like like Henry would just buy into that hmm. and go to Miami and end up dead. Yeah, because they know each other too well. Right. Yeah. Like, is Jimmy tipping him off? Hmm. That's a good question. But why would he? I don't know. Jimmy's waiting for Tommy to be made. Yeah. And he's like, hey, everything's beautiful. You haven't heard? Like, he's like, what? And, you know, he's like, oh, Tommy's going to be made. It's a crazy scene. It really is because you're kind of looking at it on this different perspective because it's like, it's about Tommy, but it's like, outsider looking in because you can hear this whole conversation that Tommy's having with these like three old school mafioso dudes and yeah. you know and they're, they're just kind of playing along with them they they already know what the fuck is about to go on they get to where the place is and he walks in the room and it's like just a second and then he's like fuck he knows immediately he knows Susan. immediately like yep. He knows he's about to get fucking whacked. And he's just like, before you know it, he's shot in the back of the fucking head. Never have I felt bad for Tommy in that moment. Mm. Ever. Not in any viewing of this film, ever. Yeah. And it has to do with the fact that I guess I've just, he's just so reckless. Yeah. And, and his lack of like humanity and reason and sense. Mm-hmm. And then as it culminates into him breaking a cardinal rule that of anybody in that crew, mm. he knows better. Yeah. You do not kill made men when you're not made. Like, yeah. I don't know what in the world, how does he think he's going to get away with this? Yeah. So when he, when he has his off fuck moment, I'm like, he, did you expect something different? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, Come on, Tommy. You were going to get away with that, like, did you? Yeah. <laughs> someone's going down. It, it was the, uh, the Gambino family. Mm-hmm. And, they don't let things like this go. No. I enjoy Tommy pretty much the whole time. I and mean, there's mm-hmm. definitely some things that he does that I'm not okay with. Of course. But Joe Pesci was on fire. He really was. He was perfect for this role. So good. And I'd read something about him that before he became an actor, he was a hairstylist. Oh, yeah? For stars. Yeah. And so he would be on sets and he would be doing people's hair and stuff like that. And somehow he got into acting. From That's that. so cool. But yeah. Yeah, so Tommy's Tommy dies. Yeah. Um, Henry decides to turn state's evidence and it fucks Jimmy all up. Oh, bad! Jimmy was fucked up from it, dude. Really like, bad. Yeah, like it's like he's always been the man that was standing on the outside. Like he got invited in, mm-hmm. but he was never really in. Yeah, because he was Irish. Yeah, the biggest heist. Mm-hmm. It still didn't matter. It didn't matter. But with Tommy, he felt like if Tommy was a made man, that was his ticket in. That was yeah. his his foot in the door basically it's a legitimizing of their crew yeah and it a level of protection for sure and a level of relevance and i think that jimmy probably had always been seeking that i Mm -hmm. mean look at the risks that he took over the course of his career even before we meet him for sure he was already legendary yeah yeah. he was somebody like but paulie again paulie's like the conscience he's like the the only one who really has the solid line of sense Mm -hmm. the whole time yeah and he says to Henry, like, you know, Jimmy, he he takes too many risks. Yeah, this is my issue with him. Yeah, is that, you know, it you have to have more sense than that. For sure, 
Yeah. They don't listen. They don't listen at all. So Henry has to go into witness protection. Yes. Taking the family with him. And he's in there snitching, pointing out like, and then he gets up and he tells his story and he kind of goes from the court into, you know, walking out and goes into this whole ordeal of why he told and why he did what he did. I guess in the end, I, I, I just think it was, it's a perfect movie. It's just. I have absolutely nothing negative to say about it. Thank you, Martin Scorsese. Yes, thank you thank very Thank you, much. sir. Please come on our show. Someday. You are amazing. And this has just been a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Talking about I this. Mean, I mean, I'm awesome. I made a great choice of a movie. You made an excellent choice. <laughs> Gold star, Terrence. I'm going to give you 20 minutes to stop complimenting me, okay? For oh, real. okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I, I feel compelled to do this movie next, but mm-hmm. I do. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society. Robin Williams, right? Yep. Okay. I haven't seen that one in a very long time. I haven't either. Nice. All right. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen to us. We truly appreciate it. We really do. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you again for downloading. We hope you liked it. Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall. Please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.